construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Well, yes, indeed. Welcome into the Flagstick Podcast. Uh, as always, uh, Jeff Bonner here with you and Scott McLeod. Um, another great podcast set for you, the Flagstick Podcast, sponsored this week by Golf PEI. Golf Prince Edward Island is premier Canadian golf destination, boasting the most number of golf courses per capita in the country. Yes, indeed, that is 400 fairways or more, closer than you can possibly imagine. Top-tier accommodations and exquisite culinary experiences. It is absolutely the easiest golf vacation you will ever book. So book your golf vacation and tee times at golfpei.ca. Um, Scotty Mack. How are you, bud? I'm great. I'm great. Um, another Saturday another, another recording. Saturday, another Saturday <laughs> recording. I don't mind the Darn Saturdays. <laughs> the, the Saturdays are generally kind of open days anyway. And sometimes when you get some really Somewhat. busy weeks. Um <laughs> yeah. Get those busy weeks and and Saturday becomes a little bit easier when you've got exams and snow days mm-hmm. and and appointments and so on. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to find an hour in there to do it. But you know what? It's irrelevant because what we do is find the hour you got to it. be able to sit down and, and have a chat yeah. and record a podcast. So that's yeah. what we're doing. And, and before we get into it, just want to thank everyone uh, just for the feedback last week, you know, talking about golf goals. Uh, got lots of great feedback on that. Uh, people really appreciated that. People are still going to the website. And if you haven't gone back and looked at that podcast, go back and do it. That's episode 30. And have a look on flagstick.com. We have a goal setting sheet that's up there uh, that a number of people have you know, mentioned. Hey, I'm, I'm already filling it out. I'm making use of it. This is really helpful. And hey, if we can we can help people out on this podcast. That's uh, that's good. That's it. Well, we've been trying to help people out with golf for 26 plus years. So uh, scary. You know, this it? is just another platform to do it. And yeah, this is probably one of the ones that I've gotten um, a little bit more email and a little bit more uh, um, messaging feedback on mm-hmm. uh, just people that uh, have fa- found the topic interesting, didn't yep. really give it a whole lot of thought. And then when you put together an actual form and checklist for them to use, Sometimes when you do some of the work for people, yeah, funny it makes way. it a lot easier for them to finish the work themselves. I mean, yeah. I guarantee if someone, if I hung the drywall and someone was there to tape it and mud it, I'd be doing drywall a lot more often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But knowing that the mudding and the taping has to come after hanging it, I'm not so inspired to hang the drywall in the first place. So, fair enough. Fair enough. What weird analogy this for a golf show, but you know, it is what it is, yeah. right? Um. Another great show this week. Uh, It is PGA Show Week, a place where we normally do go, but we're not and haven't for the last few years. But uh, it's still happening um, in person. All Uh, done up now. Yep. You know, as as big as ever and stuff's happening. So we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit and take a look at some of the releases and some of the products and you know, some of we've, we've, we do have some people that uh, have boots on the ground there that we we know are attending. Uh, the show, so we've we're definitely we definitely are getting the uh, um, the earful and the feedback, so we know yep. what's going on. Um, we're going to do that in the front nine. The back nine, we're going to do something a little bit different, kind of inspired by uh, the recent uh, sponsorship of the show with Golf PEI, an article that was posted to Flagstick.com about Golf PEI. Um, so people are starting to think about you know road trips and golf yep. trips and things like that again. So we it. thought we'd uh, we thought we'd sort of dive into <laughs> road trips a little bit and yeah. golf trips and you know what's involved in them. What do you look for in them? How much do you 
allocate? Do you, yeah. do you go a long distance? Do you not? Do you go a short distance? It's definitely distance, something you know? we get asked about a lot over the years. And, you know, we used to do a big major road trip article. And um, but it's definitely something, you know, one that people want to do. And, and second, that they ask a lot of questions about it and, yeah. and wonder what what do they do and go about doing it. So, uh, yeah, but that's uh, looking forward to having that chat today. Yeah, so that'll be in the back nine. Um, but uh, but let's get started talking about the PGA show here on the front nine presented by Metcalf Golf Club, a natural setting of pleasant challenge. Uh, golf season may be closer than you think. If you don't want to wait to save on golf this season, buy a membership, join a league, or purchase some golf game packs and be ready to hit the first tee. Visit MetcalfGolf.com to shop now. Um, all right, Scott, let's dive into the PGA show. Yeah, just wrapped you know, up. Just just started. It's uh, or wrapped just up, wrapped up. up. Um, yeah. You know, we're we're talking millions of square feet uh, mm-hmm. of of show space now. Not as big as it was when you first started going, and when I first no. started going, where it was you know it was crazy. It was over multiple buildings. It was yeah. you know it got smaller over the years for a number of different reasons, but it did get smaller. But uh, COVID kind of kicked it in the butt a little bit, mm-hmm. and it went to virtual. Like a lot of golf, uh, consumer golf shows and trade shows went to more of a virtual setting. But it's it's now back to being um, you a know full show. A yeah, full last show last again. year was last year was sort of a hybrid. Yeah, you know, yeah, trying to get feel for it again. Yeah, but now back to a full show. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we're not there this year. Maybe yep. in the next couple of years, yep. we'll make a trip back down. But Grant, not... Grant Fraser was down there taking photos for us this week, which was yes. great. So, yeah. So let's talk about the PGA show now that it's mm. back. Let's talk about, you know, what what uh, what's different down there this year? Like, Well, I'll, I'll give you some numbers to kind of start out with. And I tweeted some out this week or whatever. Um, so last year, as I said, it was a hybrid show. Um, there was a lot of online content and they had about 15,000 attendees. So to give people a context, um, pre-COVID, uh, it had gotten up to a point where you'd see, you know, just over 40,000 people would, would be signed up for the show. Uh, this year, they were expecting about 30,000. So we're not full speed yet, but we're getting there. Uh, exhibitors this year, they were up to 808, I believe it was. Uh, 260, yeah, 808. Uh, 267 of those were making their first appearance at the PGA show. And just over 300 of those actually were in the apparel, apparel uh, accessories segment as normal. You know, you see a lot of that. No question. Yeah. It was funny. It was funny when I tweeted about the show, Brad Fritz this week, so much apparel is what he tweeted (laughs) back. It was his first show to go to. And obviously Brad's involved with red rooster uh, gloves or whatever. So they were having a a go at the show and uh, he had some questions definitely going into the show about how to cover it and go about being there and whatever. So, um, you know what, it's become a a relationship show for sure. Uh, Some big manufacturers weren't there. TaylorMade was not there for an example. Some others, most of the big ones were there, but you know, it's a little bit more of a muted form than maybe they've had uh, in the past. Um, But certainly there's business being done. We will say, as we've talked about on the podcast here, a lot of the product introductions came out prior to the show. Yes, exactly. Um, There certainly were some coming during the week uh a lot of that you know is aligned with the pga tour and the tour coming out so they've got to get players using that but you know there's a lot of other smaller manufacturers and travel destinations and so forth that were there um you know introducing new products new services and things like that so um was i sad i wasn't there I won't say no, um, but I mean, there's only parts that you really like. I, I love seeing the people. I love interacting with people. 
Um, but again, there wasn't a lot of new product introductions, so I don't know how much extra content really could have developed down there. So, um, well, but it's definitely changed. That's the only, that's always the thing. I mean, I, I mean, the fascinating part of the PGA show for me, aside from, you know, when I first started going the the just overwhelming, mm. um, loudness of, of <laughs> the, um, the Boots equipment section yeah. for the most part yeah. with those massive two and three tiered booths and big screen yeah. TVs and celebrity appearances and autograph mm. signings and stuff. It was just a spectacle. It was, it was like, it, it's the Almost. Super Bowl yeah. of the golf industry. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about that, but it was just, it was so much going on. And I remember, mm-hmm. you know, we used to, there was a section we used to walk through and it was kind of like probably the more interesting of the, portions of the show was what we used to call the 10 by 10s right you know and it was the guys that all they could afford was the smallest booth possible the 10 by 10 booth it was always either out in the hallway or down the 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 dreamer section (laughs) exactly and you would walk down and there'd be there'd be oh look at my look at my innovative golf tee and then mm-hmm. two booths down, there'd be another one saying, hey, yeah. check out my innovative golf tee. And yeah. then another three booths down and an aisle over would be, hey, check out my innovative golf tee. Right. And they were all the same. They were yeah. all the same innovative. Yeah. They were yeah. made of a certain material. And it's like, but there's there's a little less of that yeah. uh, than there used to be. But that to me was really kind of the the bread what? and butter of, the, of what I liked was yeah. seeing those unique uh, items that you know, that's all they had. They had well, an I, item. I think at that time, you know, you, you had a, an industry that was sort of exploding, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of people wanted to get into it. It was a time and an error in the, you know, in the nineties and so forth, where, you know, the game was booming to a certain point. So everybody wanted their piece of it, right? And everybody had an idea that maybe hadn't come to market. Uh, internet, you know, wasn't around <laughs> as much. So obviously people couldn't see no. what other people were doing. Right. So it, it lended to creativity and people working on their own in their places on whether, whatever they're working on. So yeah, you did see a lot of people that were taking wild risks. Cause like you said, there could be a guy that, you know, he'd risked every dollar, including his house, you know, on, on making these teas. And, you know, there's all these different businesses. Mm-hmm. And and that was cool to see the creativity of it, but it also wasn't the reality of it from a business standpoint. Mm. And I think what you're starting to see now is, um, you know, especially given things like interest rates and, you know, uh, economy and different things, um, you know, even the manufacturers are treating it slightly differently. It's not the massive spectacles uh, that you would see before. It's a little bit more fiscal responsibility and in, re- in seeing, okay, what's our actual ROI on this show? Mm-hmm. What can we actually spend? And I can say, you know, I literally talked to a couple of people within certain manufacturers that said to me, you know, in the past week, I, I can't even believe we're actually there. Yeah. Um, just because they looked at what the cost was for the return, and, you know, weighing it has to be very difficult for some of these people. But that said, you're right. There's still the the smaller companies that are there going, you know, if we're going to get our name out there. That's their only shot. That's their shot. And yeah. it's also their shot as well to, you know, connect with people in the industry. Because maybe they're not an industry person. No. And, and they need to connect. Because a lot of the things that happen in the golf industry these days, as opposed to before when it was a very, you know, very individual there's a lot of collaborations now mm-hmm. so if there's an opportunity for a small you know bluetooth t speaker company to you know do a collaboration and a partnership with a you know a billion dollar manufacturer of golf equipment yeah that's a that's a big business opportunity right yeah yeah um, it's, it's huge yeah so it, de- it definitely has changed so 
there's still there's still a purpose to the show for sure but the whole ambiance has changed there's a large education component that's going on there uh, from all sides of it um yeah it, it's just a change show more than anything and there were lots of media there I, I think the uh there is i'm trying to think of how many grant fraser told me how many registered media that they had uh 700 media uh reps from 26 countries so still that's, lots that's of coverage now we have to understand that media has changed a lot too you know a lot of those media representatives <laughs> in a lot of cases are you know youtube channels podcasters bloggers whatever and again there's not negativity to that that's fine but the show is covered differently no right? yeah big time yeah like well. i know i noticed i remember how it used to be like if we took a camera on the floor you know and this is only a few years back um you know it's courtesy to get permission of whether you can show stuff or not. Cause you got to remember mm -hmm. a lot of times the product that was there hadn't been shown yet, hadn't been released and maybe they were showing it to you early. But what I noticed now and following some people that were covering the show, you know, they were doing it, maybe, you know, a YouTube or a, a, a live video or whatever. They're just marching in there. They don't even ask and they just start taking video and stuff all over the place mm -hmm. or whatever. So manufacturers have to treat that differently of, okay, this is great. We're getting the publicity and stuff out of it, but we got to make sure that, you know, we don't have priceless out here and we don't, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. th that sort of changed the show a little bit that way. Well, I remember, you know, back in the day when we first started covering the show, I mean, you were going from booth to booth, um, especially with the bigger companies asking for media kits. Yeah. You know, and you're it's like, uh, and, and if somebody handed you a media kit with CDs in it, well, boy, oh boy, you were just elated. It was like jumping for joy, crack open yep. the bottle of champagne. This is amazing. You mean I don't yep. have to scan slides, you know, to be able wow, to produce you're dating the magazine? Yourself now, bud. What's that? <laughs> you're dating yourself. Well, I, I think I dated myself a long time ago. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that me talking about slides is, I think I still have the scanner in the garage with the little slide thing on top of it. I think I don't Nightmare. think that it's worth much now unless someone <clears throat> were to buy it as a, as a collector's item or something. A novelty? The old HP 5P yeah. scanner, flatbed scanner with the, with the, yeah. uh, the slide light on the top there yeah but yeah it's changed it's changed a lot and I, and I agree with you the the smaller companies you look at those shows almost like you know maybe there's not a uh maybe there's not an opportunity for them to become millionaires selling their golf tee or their glove or their hat or whatever they're unique but maybe right. there's licensing opportunities mm -hmm. that they might yeah. not have gotten sure. if they weren't put in a room with yeah. with a thousand you know, golf other people. vendors, yep. like, like they're yep. the retailers, sorry, the, the manufacturers are there, but then every yep. single person going to the show is a, is a vendor, is a retailer, right. is potentially, yep. you know, um, somebody who's not attending the show, like we know, uh, Don Hazel and, and, and golf trends, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's a Canadian distribution company. Well, they're always looking for stuff to add to their product. They're the company that will take, they have, a thousand different products that they sell in the small little things, the ball markers, the golf tees, the, the visors, mm -hmm. you know, all the little yep. things they're looking for those 10 by 10s yeah, because they want that unique item to put into their catalog to yeah. sell, to add, you know, because it's one more of the thousand products. Yeah, for sure. And, and you see a lot of add on stuff as well. You know, you see uh, segments of the in industry have been growing, say for an example, 
launch monitors and indoor simulators. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's obviously grew greatly during COVID. Uh, A lot of people were, and clubs are obviously looking at that technology to, you know, increase the length of their season and so forth. So, you know, you're starting to see some companies go, oh, what can we do to dig into that, you know, product segment? Is there some other type of element that we can add in so it's not the traditional stuff anymore it's it's thinking differently it's also Mm -hmm. thinking about services related to those you know okay we can do a a traditional booking engine for a golf course Mm -hmm. but what about a booking engine for you know instructors or you know indoor simulator facilities i mean these are the things where the game is kind of pushing forward so those would be the things that you know you would be kind of looking at uh as opposed to just straight out products let, mm-hmm. let's say it yeah. it's the innovations as far as the services and the things to maybe make your business better um that you know when i talk to people that's what they're looking for when they go to the show what what is going to make my business you know whatever aspect of their golf business is what's going to make it easier and, and a better business for their consumer yeah i mean it, it's just a thing and that you know the the memories that i have of of the show i haven't been in a long time obviously but but probably the the one that stands out in my mind the most um, of all the shows that that uh, that I attended um, was probably the year that Nike was actually making the 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 biggest splash in in the golf industry. They they were okay. not just doing clothing and shoes. I remember the right. the the buses that were wrapped up to oh, look yeah. like yeah, sleeves yeah, yeah. of, of yeah. Golf, golf balls, balls. and yeah. like it was insane i mean yeah. even the, the year that callaway introduced the rule 35 golf ball mm-hmm. and we were in that big we're in that big room conference yeah, room theater with rows with like and a rows thousand and were, people yeah. yeah they were walking down they had the little bags and in the bags were the little the little sleeves and it wasn't a three ball sleeve it was, it was a four a, ball sleeve or yeah. six ball six balls six yeah, ball sleeve, six ball sleeve. Yeah. the rule 35 yeah. you know they Things like that where it was just so over the yeah. top and just yeah. in the marketing and it was it was wild. You know, there were, well, there I still were talk about, balloons flying yeah. all over the Go- place. Gold, Goldwyn, Goldwyn had a blimp. Yeah. yeah. Goldwyn, if people never saw that manufacturer. Goldwyn. <laughs> yeah, Goldwyn of all, all things. So, wow. you know, this is kind of that period where it was kind of mid-90s to early 2000s. And like I said, you know, this was you know, IPOs and there was money being thrown at the industry that, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't known if it was going to stick or not. Mm-hmm. They were, they were spending it and, yeah. and they had carte blanche to go and do that. Obviously a lot of that things changed in, in, in 2008. Uh, you know, obviously there's a bit of an economic downturn, a, a crash there in, in the U S that sort of changed things a little bit. So um, I, I would say things are, are healthy things are people are you know happy and they're and they're going forward but they're going to do things smartly so mm-hmm. you're going to see you know again product introductions it's hard to gain market share it really is yeah um so you just don't see the splashy extravagance you know that you once would and and nor should i mean it, it makes an impact a little bit as far as from a marketing standpoint but um you know they have to decide whether it sells clubs for them or not so there's not as many tour players hanging out at that show there's not as many celebrities and stuff so it's a different experience it's more about straight let's let's do some business and let's let's figure some things out yeah yeah i know i mean i, I now that we keep talking about it i kind of miss the idea of not being there <laughs> <laughs> well, you it's, know not, it's not that the yeah. weather here sucks so bad that it no, can't no, no. stand to be. So, I mean, no. hey, I'm a, I'm a true Canadian. I don't mind yeah. the winter and the snow and everything. It's yeah. all fine and dandy, though. It's um, it hasn't been the a good PG- ODR the- season, though. 
Yeah, and uh, the PGA of Canada puts on a Canada Night, which has been a tradition for many yeah. years. And you know, they, they they recognize their national award winners. They have their Hall of Fame inductees. Congratulations to the uh, the trio there. Um, but you know, that's an opportunity to you know get in a room with a whole bunch of people maybe you haven't seen. You know, there's a lot of people that have moved and shifted to other coasts. Maybe they've shifted jobs. Um, there's always a smattering of tour players and stuff that come in there. It's a nice way to connect, even if it's just for a few hours. Um, but it's those things that kind of make the the PGA Show Week special. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity for everybody to kind of get together because there's not a lot of those, you know, because yep. not everybody comes to the Canadian Open or the CP Women's Open no. or whatever. This this is a chance in the wintertime, the off season for head pros, golf industry people, whatever, all to be in one spot. So that's the part I probably miss. Yeah, and the, it's the uh, night the, out. The night's out too. Like the little yeah. after after you're done your 15 hours of of wandering the show yeah. and and socializing stuff, it's nice that you go back, you, you change the clothes, you and you head out for a bite to eat, yeah. and uh, you know maybe hit a hit a bar and have a few yeah. drinks with a with a bunch of people. It's just a real it's a real big social uh, thing that's yeah. mixed in with uh, yeah. with with work, and yeah. you know yeah it's. And- and it's both exhausting and inspiring. People have to realize that, yeah. you know, you're, you're walking tons and tons of steps. Um, you come back, and I've said this to a few people, you, you're basically wiped out for a week afterwards. Oh, for sure. Because uh, you're exhausted. But on the other side of it, you know, if you saw a few nuggets of things during that show, and I've seen it this week, especially following people on social media, you can tell they're fired up. Like oh, they're yeah. just, you know, they're fired up for the year ahead. And, you know, sometimes you just need that little bit of motivation to kind of keep you boosting along in the industry and, yeah. to, you know, to keep you kind of move, moving. So, uh, so it's good in that way, but you know, it sounds like it was a good show. It sounds like, you know, the pace with 30,000 attendees, you know, it's getting back to, you know, kind of, I'll say normalcy. Um, but you know, we still don't know where it's going to go as far as the show is concerned. Um, you know, what, what does it look like going into the future? That's hard to say. Um, again, we'll see, uh, regarding the industry itself, you know, round levels, participation levels, uh, sales, you know, we look at the products, there's definitely a rise in, in costs of, of everything oh, in, the, sure. in the world right now. So uh, products are not getting cheaper. So, you know, what does that do to the product cycles? And what does that do to the, you know, the the in- introductions as far as products? Uh, companies are going to keep introducing stuff, but, you know, obviously if they're not, you know, checking out, uh, that could change what happens as far as the, the industry is concerned. So uh, we'll see yeah. where it goes. Maybe we'll, make, it maybe we'll get back there. Yeah, maybe we'll get sure. back there. So, well, I think we will. I think we will get back there oh, at yeah, some point sure. or another. I think that's yeah. inevitable. Um, yeah. I know I'd like I to, but it uh, it might be another year away. I'm looking maybe forward to my twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. I, I don't even know how many it's been. It hasn't been that many for me. I might be yeah. in the fifteen range. I started I... early. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, listen. Um, before we uh, before we dive out for a break, I do want to touch on something because this is this is kind of a funny a, a funny uh, Twitter Twitter poll that you did. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. You put out there, <laughs> you put out there. Which of these items you would most like to see on a menu at golf courses, halfway houses? I gotta say, I mean, man, this could be a this could be a half a segment of a show on its own, just chatting about this. But I. I didn't yeah. want to let this show go by because I know we got a really good topic in the back nine that we want to yeah. talk about today. So it's gonna, it's probably gonna eat it up, but eat it up, go figure, right? Wow, uh, man, that was awesome. Um, 
Which of these? So you had egg rolls, pizza slices, tacos, and pierogies. You got it. And I mean, I'm not surprised at this, but I am a little bit only that pizza slices was 41 and a half percent. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a little shocked in the sense that of all the things that you would eat at a halfway house, I'm telling you right now, pizza slices is not one of the ones that would be on any well, one of my lists. Well, I'm in the I middle have... of a round of golf and I'm going to dive into a slice <laughs> of wheel at the halfway house. Are you yeah. kidding me? Why that's not? The, that's one of the messiest things you could possibly. Why not? The grease on slice. your hands. I mean, you're holding a golf club. What do you eat? A greasy pizza? Fold it up and let it go. I mean, oh there's, my there's, god! There's actually there's actually golf courses now, especially if you look at wood stoves and how stuff are working. There's a couple of golf courses now that actually have a cart that goes around on the golf course that has a pizza oven on it because you know if you get at the high temperatures you only need 90 seconds to kind of make oh my one God. so it's becoming more common this really came from a lot of discussions of people trying to go how do we up the level of service at our golf yeah. course and you know <laughs> the funniest response i had from someone though is they said how about a sandwich that's not three days old <laughs> yeah which is now, let's just let's just quantify this by saying that's 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 not a general statement about sandwiches no, the no, halfway no, no, no. Of that golf was one courses, that but... was one that was one person's statement or but whatever that but crap does happen yeah but the thing is is like you know part of the service level of things that people can do you know if we look at golf courses i mean one of the challenges for golf courses is how do they compete? And you compete. And if you look at the golf courses that are doing really well, they compete by doing things that make their golf course aspirational that you want to go and play. Like I'm going to go play blue Jack national in, in March. I'm excited to play there in March. Part of the reason I'm excited about is, you know, the way they have their halfway house services and all the things that they do, you know, that makes it more, you think less about the green fee and you think about the experience more than anything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I look at golf courses that I've been to, I mean, when I was out in Whistler in September, they had some amazing Italian sandwiches at, at, at a Whistler golf club. They were awesome between, between nines. They were doing like panini presses and stuff and whatever. And they were, they were great sandwiches. It wasn't just a crap sandwich. Right. But yeah. it was elevating that service that you didn't care that it cost a little bit more. But overall, when you look back at it, it was something that enhanced your day. So the idea here was, all right, let's put out four items, you know, that I did that, you know, are different. And what would people choose among those? And Frankly, I was surprised that, you know, obviously pizza was number one, but tacos and egg rolls. And you got to remember, I like the egg roll idea. I'm sorry. I love that the egg that roll. one. I'm, I'm a awesome. huge advocate. I'm a huge love advocate, the egg roll. advocate. Way more have, than a pizza slice. Right. But people have to understand, you know, an egg roll can be not just your traditional egg roll. Yeah. As you know, when we were in Charleston, the one time we had the mac and cheese egg yeah, rolls. Yeah, you can do whatever you a, want to those bad now boys. now become a common item, but it's... It's a hand-based item that you can eat that, you know, is really quick and, and really easy. So think about again, that mac and cheese egg rolls. Yeah. Mac and awesome. cheese with a little bacon in there. How awesome was, I mean, right. wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so again, house, think about that. Golf course operators yeah. that are listening to this podcast, yeah. egg rolls, mac yeah. and cheese egg rolls, stuff those bad boys with whatever you want and make egg rolls. Those Finger yeah. foods, they're not too greasy. You get a little plastic container with some dipping in it if you want to, or Perfect. go dipless. That's yep. okay too, but egg yep. rolls. I want to yep. see that on the menu at halfway houses around this region in 2023. Yeah. I mean, so again, you know, there's obviously an appetite for some of that stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, I, I made one the right joke. Now. Right? 
and, and based on that survey, obviously not a lot of people are into pierogies at the halfway house, but you know, again, these are giving people different I could options. do pierogies. I could too. So I couldn't I mean, do tacos. That's worse than pizza. No, yeah, yeah, it could be all maybe over a the soft shell, uh, maybe a, like a fajita kind of deal there, but yeah. taco. But again, thinking differently of what you're outside serving. the I box. Mean, I mean, another hot dog, really? I mean, they can be great and yeah. they're easy and they're convenient, but well, I think is, that's part is, of it with hot dogs. How many people right? are going to be talking about the hot dog afterwards? What do you think I mean, of when you think of halfway houses at golf courses? You hot think dogs. you think hot dogs and sandwiches. That's what right. I think. I think I think pre-made egg salad and chicken salad and roast yep. beef sandwiches or wraps, just something that they can make ahead of time, wrap in saran wrap yeah. and stick on a cart. Yeah. Uh, you know, or in the fridge. Like like I get I it. A, but I was at a course last year where they were making they were making corned beef sandwiches at the half, like semi-fresh, you know, yeah. as far as they had a, a, a and I get it. There's costs that, that are involved with it. And, and believe speed. Me, I you understand know. this. Believe me, yeah. this is, you know, I, I've done, if people are asking and saying, oh, you're a fool or whatever, I've done lots of golf course operations courses, yeah. in, including food and beverage. You know, I've been this involved in the operations or whatever. So I understand the limitations that you have and the ROI that, you know, you need to get out of these things. But in order to make yourself stand out and to really push these things, you need to kind of do something a little bit extra. So yeah, you know what? As you said, pizza slices uh, came out number one on that. Egg rolls and tacos around 25% piece. Pierogies came in at 8%. But uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, think about that differently and put in your request now. Okay, yeah, we, we got to take a break. But before yeah. we go to break, I want to put this out here for, because I want to I want to expand on this. I love, I sorry, this topic has really got me going. I want to expand <laughs> on this. In in a few in a in a future show, not sure. and not too distant uh, future. Okay. I are I want to expand on this. I want our our viewers and our listeners to to message us, either message Scott directly through social media yep. or Scott Mac uh, at flagstick.com or jbotter at flagstick.com or go to the website and message yep. us through there. I want to know what you want to see. There was four items here. Mm -hmm. So maybe you don't like these four items. I want to know what four items you want to stick on the halfway house menu yep. at at your golf course, I want to know what they are because we want to talk about them and I yeah. want to dive into this topic a little bit more. I really Fair do. Um, I like but we got to go. We got to get out, take a break, pay some bills. Stay with us. The back nine coming up, we're going to talk about road trips and golf trips and some little details uh, about those from our own experience. So stay with us. We'll be right back on the Flagstick Podcast. When you golf on Prince Edward Island, there are over 400 fairways closer than you can imagine. Not to mention countless miles of pristine beaches and a rich world-class culinary experience. So get here fast, then take it slow and play around on island time. Golf Prince Edward Island. And welcome back to the flagstick podcast i am your host jeff botter with your other host scott mcleod and uh great front nine that was, was i think the I'm last hungry. half of, now i'm last, hungry i know well and I'm, I'm not hungry for pizza but i am hungry for egg rolls for some oh, okay. strange reason right. i don't know why I have, I have a good recipe well i'll give it to you off air i think i got some frozen bacon wrapped scallops no. I can <laughs> no fresh egg rolls i got a great recipe okay all right, share share recipe later. In the right. meantime, 
Should I put that up on flagstick.com? Should we put the recipe up there? We should do that. Yeah. I, I could probably do that. I there's a lot of there's a lot of bizarres. Yeah, I never thought the last six minutes, the last six minutes of the front nine of this podcast would turn into the most entertaining so far. Talking about egg rolls, pizza, and pierogies. Why not? Oh my gosh, that's going to be a really. You know what? I do want to dive into that as a topic for one of the. Uh, well, that'd a, a be bigger topic because I, yeah. I would even. I would. I'm going to do a little bit of research because I want to. I want to do a little bit of research into halfway houses and yeah, and that. Kind well, of it'd thing. definitely be good to have some discussions with some F and B people as well regarding yeah. golf courses of you know how they choose what they do and you know why they maybe don't do certain things and and maybe where they're going with things as well because I am seeing golf courses kind of take a few more risks and, and you know consider some things but i'm also seeing some golf courses take a lot less risks and that yeah that, that's that the other, probably that is concerns the other me because we started yeah. talking about the whole halfway house and i'm thinking to myself right. i'm thinking of some of the golf courses that i played this past summer right. and and how many of them no longer have halfway houses mm. and and they're relying only on the beverage cart which i'm sorry right. but unless you've got you know a really high-end state-of-the-art beverage cart what yeah. you have on that beverage cart is is just chips and pop and chocolate bars and yeah. alcohol sandwiches. There's no hot dogs. There's no. Yeah. There's nothing warm. Like it's just and it's, and it's, it's a that... re- and it's a revenue machine. I mean, these are all well, the things, right? Here's yeah. the other thing. And I'll, uh, before we get, but to is it an expense trips, machine? I guess well, that's, that's the, the question. Other, that's is, the other side of it. Did you but... get rid of the halfway house because not because you didn't want to provide that level of service, but because the cost of running a halfway house versus the cost of having one or two beverage carts on the golf course was, you know, the significantly yeah. different from a from a profitability standpoint. Yeah. And that's probably the reason, or it's a greed thing, one or the other. But who knows? You know, I don't know. Topic for another say, day. Yeah, we'll exactly. have a big See, we started to dive it. into it. That's why I didn't want to go there. I know. Exactly. That's All it. Right. We'll leave it at that. All right. Let's get into the let's get into the the uh the back nine. That's the the topic that we want to discuss. The back nine is presented by golf sim gurus work on your game all year round in the privacy of your own home custom golf simulator setups built to your specs to fit your budget visit golfsimgurus.ca to learn more and uh okay throwing the piece of paper away big, um, big topic here we were probably not going to cover it all today no this is a this is might be a two two part show yeah. Thing. But let's try to dive into it a little bit. Inspired sure. for the most part by the fact that we just recently published an article on flagstick.com um, on uh, golf PEI mm-hmm. uh, and uh, a place that we have probably was our, I think that's our most recent destination um, that yeah, you and I actually. have. Yeah. That's, yeah, I think that's the last road trip, if you will, yeah. uh, that we took. So um, some people are reaching out asking some very valid pointed, questions about pointed questions, you know, yeah. about these types of trips. And uh, we have Scott and I's experience in this is we've done a lot of these, uh, oh God, these yeah. types of trips. <laughs> 26 years of flagstick, we've done a ton of traditional classic road trips, like you flat it. out, jump in the car, go, going back yep. to our very first one uh, to uh, to the sun uh, sunrise side of Michigan. Yep. Um, and uh, that was our very first one ever. Mm-hmm. And yep. we've done many, many, the very, many since. The very first you and I did, right? Yes. We had lots of other ones. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, but the, we've done many since that one that are classic traditional road trips, but we've also done some where we've jumped on a plane and done the road trip once we got there kind of thing. Um, so we are a little bit experienced in this area and uh, we wanted to share, (laughs) we wanted to share some of those road trips have been worse than others let me tell you from oh yeah for sure that's that's what people have to realize is that you know not not all of these go well no not all sunshine and rainbows people we we certainly endured a lot of things to be able to give the advice by our mistakes um, of maybe overbooking of you know lots of different (laughs) things and we'll we'll get to that we'll get okay so let's let's dive into to this a little bit um Uh, where do you go? You know, where, yeah. where do you go on a road trip? How do you decide where you're going to go? Yeah. Is it, uh, is it the, Oh, everybody goes to Myrtle beach. Uh, is yeah. it, uh, let's find some obscure place that nobody's ever been or mm. like, how, how do we like, I mean, that's how a do lot. we go about that's, that's choosing a, that's them? A- yeah, it's a big question. I think first off, um, a lot of people are attracted to go to some place because obviously they've heard it from a marketing standpoint. Maybe mm-hmm. others have gone to a certain place, had a certain experience. Um, it's you know, it could be a case of there's a certain golf course that I, I want to go to, and maybe they build a trip around there. Yeah. Uh, other sides of it could be uh, economic. Mm-hmm. They, they could go and pick out a place because it's you know they look at a place and go, oh, I'd love to go there, but oh gee, that cost is, is too much you know, what's within our budget. Um, you have to consider even things like time, like how, how often are you, how long are you going to go for? Yeah. Um, you know, are we going to spend a bunch of time traveling to get there and a bunch traveling back? And, you know, a lot of people maybe they'll take a traditional week for a vacation. And if you spend two days on each end doing travel to get there, you've only got three days in the middle and you maybe get right. three and a half or squeeze that out of there. So those become parts of it as well in, in, in deciding kind of where to go. Um, ease of booking. I mean, that's something that, you know, not to sit there and push, uh, you know, an advertiser for an example, but one of the, the bits of success for golf PEI is you know, and another, a number of other destinations is they've made it fairly convenient that if you actually can call a particular number and you can sit there and plan out what you want to do and they'll guide you and they'll give you a quote relative to that. Cause you got to remember, there's a couple different things here with these road trips, you know, there's self-planning. There's mm-hmm. also, you know, getting the help of a destination. There's also getting the help of a, uh, an actual tour operator as well, which will maybe be for destinations that are more far flung where you can't do your research. Um, these days you can obviously do more research. So, um, where you go budget, biggest thing, uh, it's usually a big yeah, factor, huge. you know, yeah, a huge factor more than anything. Uh, how far away is it? How hard is it to get there? And you also got to understand that, you know, where you go is also dependent on who you're going with, mm-hmm. right? And we'll get to that as far as number of people to have and stuff like that. Um, you, you can't pick out a destination that two people out of 16 want to go to. It, yeah. it has to be a place where everybody goes, hey, uh, we're going to do a road trip. And we're going to go to TBC Osprey Valley. And, you know, you've got 16 people that have actually heard of the place and have said, oh, you know, I've heard about that place before. We'd be interested in going to that. So um, keeping everybody happy, it can't be down to, you know, one guy really loves <clears throat> no. that place uh, and, and away you go. Um, what do you look for as far as where to go? And I mean, you know, we've obviously, besides, besides wherever Scott figures out where we're going to be going. This exactly. Year. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, the big thing with the road trips, 
you know, the big thing with the road trips or the golf trips for me is it, it, I like to look at it as first and foremost, I'm going on this trip to golf. Right. Like that's, yes. that's my primary reason for going. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that I'm looking at is, is the golf courses, the, the golf that I want to play. That's how I sort of started off. It's right. like, that's your foundation. You know, exactly. So if I yeah. want to do a road trip, let's say I'm going to do a, a road trip to uh, Wisconsin. Sure. Seems like a rather obscure place to do a road trip to, but not really. There, there is well, I mean, relative to when I say obscure, let me just qualify that. Places like Myrtle Beach, Florida, you know these these stereotypical yeah. destinations, great yeah. destinations. I sure. would still take road trips to to Myrtle Beach, but that's a different kind of road trip. That is like a golf crazy party like that's you know that side of it but then there's other sides to myrtle beach that aren't golf crazy party they're a little bit more you know upscale golf yep. resorts that kind of yep. thing so every trip is different but i want to look mm -hmm. at where i want to play so if i'm going to wisconsin yep. what's the what's the golf course in wisconsin that you're i probably like want to hit like going to kohler or whatever yeah exactly so yep. i start with that maybe and then i build around it what's around there what can I do outside mm -hmm. of golf? Because I don't want to just play golf on that particular trip. Right. That's not the golf till I drop uh, type of destination for me. I I want, what else can I do? So I start to look at that and build around, okay, is there, are there casinos there? Are right. there, uh, is there shopping there? Although I'm not a big shopper. Is there entertainment? Are there, you know, places Dining. where... Yeah. Where, where are you eating? Like, like what, what else can I do? I've, I've done right. my round of golf. Now I want to do something. And, yeah. you know, and I then... guess that comes down to the expectations, right? Yeah. And, and, and you got to be really clear with the group that you have. And this, this is where it, this is where it becomes difficult as far as the size of the group, right? That exponentially, as you get a larger group, you're going to have more disagreements as far as who's interested in what and what their expectations are. As you said, is it golf, golf, golf? Is it entertainment? Is it socializing? Is it non-golf items? Is it casino? I mean, you know, it's not that you're likely going to have a group that goes, hey, we want to play golf and go antiquing, but you might. Um, but the thing is, that's that's the thing is to be really clear about that, especially with a group. It's different for yourself. You know what you want, mm -hmm. but it should be really clear you're communicating with the group. So you don't have false expectations when all of a sudden you know half the group says hey we're gonna go play you know a second round and then after that we're gonna play the par three course and then a whole bunch of people are like whoa yeah. whoa, whoa 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 i i can't do that i'm not into that as much so i, I agree as far as that expectation is yeah golf is definitely the core of and course, then yeah. build everything around there um we should talk about that though as far as how many people is too many what's the right amount I mean, I've seen every scale of it and I've seen disasters and we've, we've had small groups and had disasters. <laughs> I won't I mean, say with who. <laughs> here's the thing. When we do these trips, here's the one thing about the trips. When we do them um, for ourselves, you know, I, I always liked the idea that it was just the two of us. Right. Okay. Like, like, and then, uh, so yeah. we're not talking about group stuff. And the reason for that, and I'll explain the reason for that. The reason for that is, is there's flexibility in that. Right. When we did it, number one, sometimes we were burning two courses a day. Sure. So we didn't want to play with anybody. 
we wanted to be in a cart and we wanted to move as quickly as possible. And a lot of times we were pushing through groups and stuff, but that was the reason we were doing them at, for, from a media perspective. We want to see the right. golf course and move on to the next one quick because we still had to get somewhere for a dinner or, mm-hmm. you know, check into a hotel. Now, when you're doing them with a group, there is something to be said for having an, an uneven number of people in the group that would allow for some some variety in your you know what i mean so you have some locals maybe jumping into your group so it's not just your group so you don't have like 16 people where you've Mm. got four foursomes or 24 people where you've got you know set number of foursomes okay i got six foursomes again what if you only had groups that were in threesomes so that there was always room for one single from you know you know, there's there's that. I think there's good and there's bad with that, though. Yeah, I mean, it could it, get an absolute it, nut job. Yeah, though that's the other side of it, right? I mean, one of the things with I think with road trips is that you know you try to control as many variables as possible. Yes. right. And, and, and I would I would suggest that for people, and that's that's why I think the problem when you get exponentially larger groups, you tend to have more difficulties. So mm-hmm. if you have twenty four, twenty four is a good number for me. Like I I like 24. That's a big big number though. That's a lot of people to manage, right? Depends on where you're going though. Right. I mean, well, yeah, but it's, it's also a case of you've got 24 different personalities that are on that trip and you have to understand that they don't always fit and and work with each other. So people have to realize that as your group gets larger, you're going to have a greater chance that you're going to have conflicts within the group. Now, would, but would you would you change the way you think about that if you're thinking if you're looking at your group of twenty four is your group your so, your social circle? Sure, yeah. Like for me, I don't have I don't have twenty four people that I could call up on the phone tomorrow, put together a group, and right. go that I that I know all twenty four or all twenty three other people well enough right. yeah. to feel that I could spend a week with them. Right, and I that, probably and that, have a yeah. circle of I'm going to say maybe eight. Yeah, but you that's know, that, that's but again, that's where that familiarity becomes important of planning a road trip. This is the difference sometimes of planning a road trip and then taking random people along mm-hmm. versus taking people that you know well. So yes, I'm afraid say, of random. So I, so to would, me, I'm not yeah. I'm not necessarily one of those people that would say, Hey, you know what? There's a group of forty people that are jumping on a bus and going up to Trombla mm, for the weekend. Right. I'm not I'm not really down with that. Yeah. That's and a weekend me. you might get away with, but you got to remember yeah. too, it's like, it's like having kids, like yeah. a couple, you know, your friends, kids and your kids might get along and they might get along for like to hang out for like four hours, but all of a sudden you put them in a space together where they have to, you know, be for three days. Somebody's fighting over something. Right? Yeah. So, so if no I'm going to do adults. that, it's going to be with, it's going to be with three of my buddies so right. that I have my four and my yeah. request to be teed to, to be paired with my three buddies for all the golf so that I'm always mm. playing with my same yeah. foursome is going to yeah. be out there. If it's not a possibility, I'm really scared and skeptical because it's not like a golf tournament where you yeah. sign up for a golf tournament and, and that you take what you get, Mm-mm. you know, you're spending a lot of money on these trips. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not organizing with these people, yeah. If you're not organizing yeah. the trip yourself, yeah. if you're jumping into a road trip, mm-hmm. then, you know, I want to, I want to make sure that I've got some people in that group that I'm comfortable with. Now, yeah. if I'm organizing the whole thing mm-hmm. and and my social circle is big enough that I'm going to have, you know, 20, 23 of my closest friends 
that yeah, I play golf with okay. all the time, yeah. then then great. Go with the bigger yeah. group because yeah. ultimately the bigger group is going to bring your costs down for the most sure. part. Yeah. Um, and if you're already comfortable and familiar with the other 23 people you're going with then that bigger group's not going to be as much yeah. of a hassle but i mean the whole point is to have a good experience yeah. and if you go and it's ruined because you don't have people that are familiar or things like that and that leads into other things as well i mean um you know when you go on the trips formats i mean we and again mm -hmm. we've been through this before yeah uh where you go on a, a group and you know we go together two mm -hmm. people really easy you just have a match and and whatever yeah sometimes you don't have a match and we've had and, some epic ones right but people have to think about that when you're going on these trips because again it's about reducing amount of friction if people are there to have a good time are people there to go to be competitive whatever the case you know a lot of people will start to think about a road trip and go hey let's have a road trip and we'll hey we'll have a big competition and we'll all play against each other and whatever well guess what uh there's egos gets bruised you know cheating happens all sorts of stuff will happen, mm -hmm. right? Somebody gets mad, you know, and next thing you know, you know, the spreadsheet that you created with your points, you know, goes out the window. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> you know what I mean? Cannot, I honestly cannot believe you just brought that up. I really <laughs> but things, can't. But things like this can happen, right? What? So people have to realize that, you know, you're probably safer to have things a little bit more low key, uh, have things from a competition standpoint that are maybe a little softer you know and they're not as so hardcore just so you don't get in because as soon as you get a battle happening you know it, it's going to ruin the trip not just for those couple people but for everyone right so there were again, some mad people on we were mad i was mad <laughs> but i think people need to be a little bit more uh yes. thoughtful about that and that's part of the planning the trip you know as i said in my notes choose formats so people don't kill each other <laughs> you know what i mean or it's well, especially if you have fun. to hang out in the same hotel for exactly. for a week yeah. i mean yeah that can be very that's a that's a very long uh very long time to have to live with some yeah. anger and, and, and the thing is, as you go into those things, you know, we said about familiarity and expectations. Expectations are really huge because, you know, it, it's all of a sudden you go on a trip and something changes. If somebody says they're going to, I'm there for golf, you know, we'll go out and have a couple of drinks afterward and go whatever. Well, next thing you know, you got three dudes that want to go out and party every night and no show on tea times uh, and go to strip clubs or whatever. I mean, next thing you know, it kind of throws everyone off, right? So you got to lay down those ground rules a little bit beforehand yeah. of what those expectations are. Well, if you're going to have a successful event. And that's when you run That's what happens when you run into, when you run into organizing trips. I mean, mm. cause you and I have talked about this in the past. We've done road trips, a lot of road trips and we've been talking, we still are talking and, yeah, and there's sure. a really good chance that we're going to do this at some point, yeah. but I can guarantee you when we do this, we're not, we're not going to organize a trip for the purpose of trying to uh, make a whole whack of profit mm -hmm. um, as a, as a trip organizer, because then you get hung up in money-making mm -hmm. and, and you're, you're losing sight of the group dynamic that you're right. trying to assemble. Yeah. I want to go on a trip, aspect, right? Yeah. I want to yeah. go on a trip and organize a trip for, you know, 24 of Flagstick's, uh, you know, greatest listeners viewers you know sure. audience whatever they members. whatever the case Community may members. be yeah. but i don't want to have anybody on that trip is only interested in going on a trip to get drunk and pass out in an alley somewhere and wake up hung over <laughs> and dragging themselves yeah. to the tea because you know i don't want that i don't want yeah. no shows because they were too busy partying i don't yeah. have a problem with people wanting to have a good time sure 
And those kinds of things can be built into your trip too. Yeah. So yeah, you can sure. build in that, that, that day tea time where day. your tea time yeah. is at one o'clock in the afternoon right. exactly. instead of eight yeah. o'clock in the morning. So yeah. you can go and tie one on the night before if sure. you want, sleep it off, get up and yeah. still be fresh enough to go and, yeah. and make your tea time. You can, but that's part of the organizational process of right. building exactly. that yeah. pub night, into it. if you yeah. want, into your trip. Yeah. So you don't build it in and say, okay, well, we're going to have a pub night. We're going to go here. We're going to mm-hmm. do this. And then we're going to seven o'clock tea time. That, yeah. You know, that's a, that's an organizing disaster. Yeah. Um, so uh, here's, here's another point here as far as organizing that we should maybe address or whatever, and uh, that I see a mistake that gets made in a lot of road trips, especially when people go to destinations that maybe, maybe they're once in a lifetime, maybe they're going to Scotland or whatever the case may be, or along, you know, destination Northern Ireland or Ireland or whatever. Um, the stay in play versus on the move. Now, I'll, I'll put this out there. We've done tons of road trips where we've gone to one area, played mm-hmm. lots in that area. We've also done road trips where we went to six states in, in 11 days, right? Where where we were on the move all the time. Yes. What's your thoughts and advice based on doing that as far as the trips? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one because, you know, I I enjoyed um, some of the ones we did where we just kept going. Uh, they were a lot of fun, but okay. I was younger. You were younger. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean the the length the length of our road trips. I mean, I remember when we start, started doing them. We were doing. Uh, um, I think for the most part, there were fourteen or fifteen days. Yeah, some of these and, big ones. And we and drove. Again, people have to understand that we are obviously doing it from an editorial standpoint. Yes, yeah. So we're trying to provide experiences for our readers so that we could give feedback. To but them. we weren't flying to the destinations back Not then always. either. We were no. driving. So there was always two days on the front and two days on the back that we built in for drive for, right. for travel time. Right. So you're talking four out of your 14 days, your 15 days. So now you're down to a 10 or 11 day trip, which is a reasonable trip. Now the trip started to get shorter mm-hmm. um, as we got a little bit older um because we weren't pulling the two a days uh you know two a days are hard but i enjoyed Mm -hmm. early on i enjoyed when we were doing you know did around and and then jumped in the van and drove to the next place played around then checked in somewhere got up the next day packed it all up and headed Mm -hmm. to another golf course like but i would say finding finding a hub Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, a home base, if you will, and yep. saying, okay, this is where we are for mm-hmm. the next seven days. Right. Um, and I mean, maybe gonna... you could maybe you do two hubs. Yeah. You can do two hubs. But the hub is good because it allows you to you get checked into your hotel room right. or your resort or whatever. I mean, Pinehurst yep. was awesome like that. Sure. Yep. Um, and you're there. Your your right. clothes are there, you're unpacked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not living out of a suitcase. Uh, there's shuttles that go from where you are to the golf courses that you're playing, or you have, you know, your own rental cars or whatever, and you're, you're, you're golfing, you're coming back. Yeah. You're golfing, you're coming back, you're golfing, you're coming yeah. back. And but, then, but then maybe halfway through back, you move on. But, but not only are you coming back, you have time then to enjoy, you know, walking around or going mm-hmm. out for dinner or whatever. You got to remember if you're doing the constant move, right. Especially if, you know, somebody in your group has to drive. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, if you're not an escorted trip or whatever, um, you miss out the experience of seeing the place around you. Mm-hmm. So for some people that matters, some people that doesn't. Um, but it also means that, you know, you get a lot of people and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a golf trip, but you get a lot of people that I hear that go on like a, they go on like a bus tour in, into 
Ireland, for an example, and they're like, yeah, we didn't really see much because we were on the bus most of the time. Yeah. We saw a lot out the window um, because yeah. they were, but they were always on the move. Whereas, you know, the thing is, if you can go to a place like St. Andrews, you know, where we're, you know, I've been embedded there for a week at, at one point. Mm -hmm. you know, it's great. If you park the car, you get to see the culture of the place. You get to go to the pubs. You get to go out to, you know, to hang out. You, you go for walks around town. Those are the other options that really can enhance a trip. So, so people should just have to realize that when they're organizing it, look at how much travel is going to be in between the destinations and that you know if you're on the move all the time some people are going to be exhausted doing that yeah I mean, you know joe talks about a trip they did back in the 1990s when they went to scotland or whatever yeah. and they were just well, on there's the a move. book there's a book yeah. that he wrote yeah but they were on the move the whole time yeah. and you know i think he always used to say you know he, he would have preferred that you know if they had an opportunity to kind of stay at a home base and kind of work from there and, and enjoy the experience of the the village and the people and everything a little bit more. Well, even when we did, uh, when we did our Scotland trip, um, mm -hmm. I think if we'd have had, we had, I think, I think in the, the, the trip, I think there was a total of three hotels that we stayed at during that trip. If I remember yeah. correctly, we uh, stayed at Carnoustie. Carnoustie. We stayed at, Nor at, uh, at uh, Marine. Um, oh yeah. In North Berwick. North Berwick. And we stayed yeah. at St. At the St. Andrews. Uh, um, was it a Hilton? Oh, we stayed at the Fairmont. Fairmont. Yeah, Fairmont. Fairmont. Sorry. Yeah. yeah Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Apologize. Yeah. Is there Fairmont? Yeah. Um, I think those were the three hotels that right. we stayed at, or three resorts that we stayed yeah. at during that that trip. Now right. that same trip, you take one of those three out, mm -hmm. and then maybe that trip is a little bit different, a little bit toned down. Yeah. But that would be yeah. the difference if I were doing a road trip kind of setup to Scotland and doing a similar trip. I think yeah. that I would. I would be looking at something more like that, or I'd be looking at at, at staying at a place um, uh, like uh, um, uh, in uh, in Gullen. Well, uh, that's actually, you know what? This yeah. is actually going to play into it quite well because uh, I was actually talking to Alan Minto. Yes, exactly. I was just thinking about um, I couldn't and, remember the name of the yeah. golf course. Yeah, Craig. Craigie They have yeah. the the little chalets there that right. Uh, right. They've got twenty plus rooms that are there in the in the golf course. Uh, and and yeah. And actually, you know what? In talking to him this week, uh, and Graham Hesketh, who we played golf with at Glen Eagles. Yes. Um, I was actually having a conversation back and forth with him, and uh, they're working with uh, Malcolm Ducks from or Malcolm Duck from the Ducks, um, as far as an, an Aber Lady or whatever. And we're gonna get him on the podcast here. Oh, great. And there'd That's be a awesome. great conversation to talk about the fact that a place like Gullen that has, you know, 20 plus golf courses in a small area that you can use a home base and kind of go around. So we'll leave that to a future show, just making yeah. those arrangements now. But that, with them. To, your, to your point there with, yes. with having a having a central home base. And even if you have pockets of them where you have two home bases over the course of your, you know, 10 or 11 day trip. Right. Um, and I would definitely look at that if I were giving advice on on a road trip. If you're if you're flying there, where mm. you're going to be flying same day landing, then yeah, you could do like a five five seven day mm. easy where you're yeah. in and out. You know, one day of travel on either end. If you're driving somewhere, you know, even if it's an in and out one day, like a drive the whole day, you might yeah. want to build in an extra day on either end of that because yeah. the driving side of it is um, I mean, it can be a little bit, 
even if you're just in in the in the vehicle and you're not actually doing the driving, yep. if you're on a bus or whatever, it, it can drain you pretty good. Where you're not really going to enjoy jumping out of the vehicle and you know playing an early tea time, well, especially the next if it's day, a couple so. hours a day that you've obviously got to travel. Yeah. And as you mentioned earlier, yeah. you know things like when you get to a place where you can unpack. You know, there's it's not a great experience if all of a sudden you don't get to unpack. And as you said, you're living out of your suitcase. Um, well, yeah, and your clothes you are, got, are wet, maybe from well, a little bit of a rainy yes, day. I mean, and, and you got to throw it all in your suitcase yeah. and drive to the next yes. destination. I mean, God, it's yeah. just. Yeah. And I've had those before where yeah. it's all of a sudden, you, you know what, you don't have the time to dry your stuff out and you're throwing it back on. And again, this goes to the enjoyment factor. And if yeah. all these things start to eat into your enjoyment factor, and they're not things, I mean, everybody thinks of their golf trip as a utopia, right? Yeah. If they haven't gone on the trip, they're like, oh, everything's going to go perfectly. But the thing is you can mitigate a lot of things that could happen just by proper planning well exactly that's i mean take for instance if you're you're we're in ottawa in the in the national capital region yeah. now there's very little promotion uh done outside of ottawa as go as ottawa as a golf destination right that said if you're from outside of ottawa and you're coming to ottawa to play to to do a road trip well you could pick a home base. Uh, you could pick a hotel downtown. Sure. You could pick a hotel out in the West End and yeah. or a hotel in the East End and yeah. easily use that as a home base for a week. Yeah. And and fan out to yeah, hundred golf courses within yeah. within less than yeah. thirty minutes drive of, so, of any hotel. So a couple of things that people should keep in mind as far as your home base when you're setting up a home base. Um, one, obviously, consider driving distance to mm -hmm. as a you know. So you you want to be the the hub as far as the wheel is concerned, but also try and create your um, your hub in a place that you don't have to drive from. So maybe it's a place like you said, maybe it's downtown, mm -hmm. and then you've got an opportunity when you go back there when you're done your golf. You've got the opportunity to walk to restaurants and whatever, because again, you know, all of a sudden going back to hotel and then you've got to pick someone in the group to, to be the DD or whatever the case, or you're all going to jump on transportation to move that lends to the inconvenience. But if you get done the golf, you're all tired. Nobody really wants to be the person to drive. Everybody wants to maybe have a beverage or two. You want to enjoy your dinner, try to pick some place that, you know, if they don't have the amenities within the, the hotel or the facility that they have, mm -hmm. then, you know, pick it close so that it's not out in the middle of the country someplace if they don't have those amenities so that you you can walk to a variety of restaurants or, or things like that so you can you can enjoy it and again they're, they're little details but they're important details when you go on these trips yeah and uh um if if i were to if i were to leave anybody with one last um piece of advice with yep. respect to uh road trips or golf trips Put some attention into and some time into planning what you're going to pack mm, um, yes, and be much. prepared for, remember, golf is an outdoor activity. <laughs> yes. Lots of stuff happen. It's shocking how outdoor. many people show up at a at a, a trip and they don't have a rain suit or an umbrella or a rain glove. How in the world yeah. you can go on any golf trip yeah. and not be prepared for yeah. rain? Especially, especially you, you like, made a tea time. It's your not, head and, you, shaped, and, your, really. and your and your trip is planned. It's yeah. not like you're going to sit there and go, "Oh, we'll just play it tomorrow when it's nice weather out." No. no, guess what? You have that tea time for that day. Chances are, there's not room in the window to change the time when you're no. going to play. So 
be prepared. I mean, yeah. it's one thing to forget a toothbrush yeah. or or a hairbrush or a tube of toothpaste or deodorant yeah. or even an extra few pairs of underwear. You can probably yeah. find a mall somewhere to buy some of that stuff that you need. Sure. But as far as your golf goes, mm-hmm. make sure you got enough golf balls that yeah. you don't have to, that you're not searching to buy dozens more than, and more dozens than one when pair you're there. Of shoes. Yeah. You know, I mean, we always, I always brought extra golf shoes on, on yep. some of our, our bigger trips. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Shorter ones, not so much. Um, You know, the weekend ones, not so much with extra shoes, but mm-hmm. it also depended on whether it was driving or flying, how much extra yep. clothing I took. Cause obviously there's a lot more restrictions on that kind of stuff now, but, yep. but the one thing that was the mainstay is, is the layers, the, mm. like having the, the layers for cold weather, the layers for, for wet weather rain gear, umbrellas, extra golf gloves, yeah. uh, lots of socks, uh, yeah. you know, because you guarantee your feet are going to get tired and you want to have nice, nice uh, uh, socks. So, um, yeah, that would be the last thing that I, w- yeah. I would try to build in there is make sure that you pack appropriately. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's a deep subject. Um, I'm sure we'll talk more about it. Like I said, you know, Malcolm Duck uh, or or Alan will probably come on here at some point and we'll talk about Scotland. I've reached out to them and had a chat with them. Uh, they also have a neat thing called the 1457 Society now, which is kind of a non-golf nice. non, uh, course owning club that they have over in Scotland now. And, you know, it's just neat to talk to those guys anyways. Um, but yeah, they, they will certainly have some more advice regards to road trips. And, uh, you know, if people have questions, just like anything else, people can oh, yeah. reach out to us, social media or otherwise, um, happy. And believe me, it's been done hundreds of times where I've had people reach out and say, hey, I'm going to X for the destination. Where do you recommend? What do you got for, for tips and stuff like that? Um, happy to provide those. So, yeah, we've, we've been a lot of places and we haven't yeah. been everywhere, but we've certainly been a, a lot, lot of places. So, you know, chances are, if you're going somewhere, if we haven't been there, we probably know where you should go. Yeah. And if we have been there, I guarantee we know where you should go. Yeah, exactly. And in some cases where to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, there are many places where I would suggest you avoid. Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, I digress. You got it. All right. Um, well, we'll leave it there uh, for now, and we'll uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can get uh, Alan on. It'd be nice to kind of relive, yeah, th- relive think, some previous experiences think, with Alan. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if Alan. I mean, that's part of that group. I think it might end up being Malcolm, and Malcolm owns a uh, an inn called the Ducks, and it's a famous place in Aberlady, just not down the road from Craigie Law. Um, they're all part of that. Uh, Malcolm has sort of become the face of that a little bit uh, for that area of Scotland. And you know, if people are not familiar with it, there's a famous thing that takes place. Uh, you know what? I won't spoil it. There's a famous thing that people get to do at the ducks uh as far as if they want to that's golf related that doesn't necessarily take place um you know in the middle of the day it might be in the evening as people are having some beverages and too but we'll 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 leave that for him um but yeah we're gonna have some other guests and stuff that are on obviously sam mcphail is going to be on at some point from golf pei we're going to have him on so he can ask his questions uh luke lacy from new brunswick is going to come on at some point we've got some other people all lined up here uh for the show so as people are planning out we'll certainly have some showcases as far as travel and you know you can save up your questions for those people for that sounds good all right awesome show once again mr mcleod 
All right. Um, some great Saturday. topics. Hope, hope we, <laughs> uh, I hope we, uh, we uh, shared some really cool insight for everybody. Um, I hope so. And I'm um, looking forward to the, uh, the halfway shack discussion mm. again at some point. And I'll get uh, you that egg roll recipe. Yeah, please do. Cause uh, <laughs> you know, I'm really getting hungry. All right. Um, listen, uh, we haven't said it too much, but uh, get over to flagstick.com and uh, sign up for the flagstick digest uh, newsletter. Um we post stuff regularly on flagstick.com and we shove it out three times a week uh, to our, uh, our newsletter subscribers when it comes out. And it kind of gives you a little bit of here's something new uh, and interesting that you should jump over to. Uh, yep. So we do encourage you to jump on. That's the, free. Uh, yeah, it is. And it, it, it's, it's great content all the time. So I encourage you to jump on there because you never know what other promo things we might slide out to the newsletter subscribers that other people don't get to see. So you got it. Um, check that out. All right. Thanks to all our sponsors. Once again, this week, Metcalf Golf Club, Golf Sim Gurus, and the presenting sponsor, Golf PEI, Golf Prince Edward Island, premier Canadian golf destination, boasting the most number of golf courses per capita in the country, is 400 fairways closer than you can possibly imagine, top-tier accommodations, exquisite culinary experiences. It's the easiest way, easiest golf vacation you will ever book. Uh, book your golf vacation and tee times at golfpei.ca. I'm glad you're uh, tuning in and hearing and watching what we're laying down for you. Be sure to follow us across all social media network, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Twitter polls are uh, kind of comical from time to time, so we'd like <laughs> you to check those out. Sure. Subscribe to us, uh, Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Do not forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like us, click the notification bell, make sure you never miss a single episode, and get yourself over to flagstick.com, as I mentioned before. Sign up for the newsletter and check out the amazing golf tent content that we deliver every single day. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. I am Jeff Botter. I'm Scott McLeod. Always remember, go for the stick.